My name is Craig Nash. I'd like to welcome you to another It's a Grand Life. And I think you're really going to be blessed today. Our guest is Annette Leike, who is a caseworker, a youth and family caseworker in Oakland County, Michigan, who really is an expert on the adoption process and the guardian process and how to navigate this. And I think she's really going to help our grand families and our whole audience. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're in another state, you may say, oh, no, this just really appeals to folks in Michigan. Not true. And that's going to give you an idea of what to expect as you as you navigate this process, whether you're in Tennessee or in Nevada or Colorado or, or wherever you are as part of our uh, uh, Grand Life family. Annette, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're excited to hear what you have to say about this very intriguing and vital process of adoption. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Craig. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, it's uh, uh I, I, we're, I'm telling you what, I, ever since I met you a year ago, I've just been so intrigued by your commitment to families and, and, and trying to streamline this whole, what can be a very confusing process for those of us who are outside of the, the case management and government sector. But uh, you make it sound so easy. And um, so the first question I have, can, Annette, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up as such a excellent advocate for children and families in Michigan. Sure. Initially, I started out with uh, the state of Michigan as a caseworker, a foster care caseworker, and I worked with families in a different uh, way, trying to uh, keep families together. And when they didn't, when we weren't able to do that, then we we ended up, um, you know, filing a petition to terminate rights. And after doing that, I actually was an at-home mom for a while. And then I returned um, to Oakland County as an adoption caseworker. And that's what I've been doing ever since, bringing um, closure and um, permanence to families. That sounds absolutely great. And I know that has got to be so rewarding, but when you're considering this whole situation of adoption or guardianship, when should grandparents or caregivers begin to pursue the adoption process for their grants? Well, I think that's kind of an individual situation question. I, everyone knows, first of all, it's, it's a sad situation because of course you love your, your children. Right. And, um, you are glad to be a grandparent. However, when people get off um, the right track and, and sadly there's a number of reasons of why that happens, mental health issue, a, a drug addiction, alcoholism, I mean the list is kind of wide, why people aren't able to parent their, their, um, their children then you have to decide, is this going to be something that's temporary, maybe an illness? Then that would just be a temporary guardianship. You know they're going to get through that illness, hopefully, and then you would not pursue adoption specifically. However, there are many situations where the you you know there there's no indication that they are um, either breaking their habit or or um, getting help for mental illness. 
And then at some point you have to decide, is this something that they're ever going to get a hold of? And, and how long is it going to take? Who knows is the answer to that question. It's unique for everyone. So at some point you have to decide, okay, I'm not just going to be a guardian anymore. I am going to be this, my grandchild's forever parent. And uh, to me, as soon as you make that decision is when you should file for the adoption in place of the guardian. That's a huge decision, right? Deciding yes, to very be huge decision. And I know if uh, our listeners are anything like my wife, Kathy and I, we, you always want to hold out hope that your child is going to come around and be able to parent their their son or daughter. And it's uh, only when that is just impossible that you have to make that decision to uh, um, head down the adoption road. Now adoption is a, it's a legal process. It's a serious process. And it's a um, forever, it's a forever decision. Once you do it, you can't decide, oh, I'm not gonna do this forever. You have to, once you've made the decision, you decided that you are now this child's forever parent. So you make that decision. And, and then I, I guess if you're in Oakland County, Michigan, maybe you would reach out to someone like yourself at the county level and the, the, you've got all the answers there. And, and uh, But do you need to have an attorney to head down this adoption process? It's never a bad idea to have an attorney is my answer to that there. However, if both birth parents, birth mother and birth father. And when I say that, I almost always get the answer, oh, well, the birth father isn't known or, oh, he's out of the picture. That is never true. The birth father is a big deal. You have right. to deal with birth father, yep. no matter whether you know him or not. Um, both parental rights have to be terminated. So if both people, or if it's an unknown, parent, for example, if it was a one night stand or they have no memory of, of being with anyone, then they would attend a hearing. They would, and adoptions are confidential. I'm going to say that up front. No information is ever given out to anyone other than you and your family regarding this adoption. So um, the birth mother would attend a hearing. She would state why she doesn't know who birth father is. And then both rights would be terminated after she signs the consent. And now what if there is a situation where the birth mother is having a, a severe behavioral health issues or uh, is a substance abuse, has a substance abuse uh, situation going on and is not available to commit to the hearing? Do you, can you still pr proceed with the adoption so, process? To answer that question further, your first question out of the attorney, if both parents are consenting, I would say you do not need an attorney. You absolutely can hire an attorney if it makes you feel more secure because sometimes people say they're going to consent and then, like you said, you can't find them. These individuals, you and I can easily attend this hearing, this situation today. We could sign documents and we could email them back and forth to each other. It's not a big deal. But for people that have an addiction or mental health issues or any number of things that prevent them from doing so, they don't have jobs, they don't have electricity maybe even. So sending a document 
is not exactly as easy as one would think. Right. And so while Zoom is very easy to attend the hearing, you can have a phone or you can go to a friend or your parents or whatever, but submitting those documents aren't exactly easy. So you, because not only do they have to attend that hearing, they also have to return the, the consent that they sign. So if you don't know where they are or you cannot serve them, then you're going to have to, it, it's more than likely that you're going to have to hire an attorney and the, your attorney is going to help you, as will our, our um, department. We kind of hold your hand, I guess, it, I want to say, and um, we communicate with your attorney, we communicate with you, and we get through the tough times of trying to find people. Oh, something you said a little earlier, I think makes uh, so much sense when you were, were talking about the, the father and, and the mother both participating in the process if possible. And when, when one party says, oh no, the, the dad's not around at all, that, that, that pretty much could be fictional. And, uh, but it's, having, uh, how do you feel about doing whatever you possibly can to make sure that the father is in the picture for the the child i mean do you encourage that when you're talking to even if there's an adoption heading towards an adoption isn't it better for the child if if he or she knows the father and, and has a relationship with them or in some cases does it not make sense well in the adoption process as far as getting to know them we don't have anything called an open adoption in michigan now okay. with relatives obviously it's not as clear cut as maybe a, a direct placement adoption. You are always going to know these individuals, even if you adopt, even if you adopt your grandchild. The hope is always, always, always going to be that your child gets on track and right. gets healthy and becomes in your life as well as the child's. That doesn't mean the adoption is going to stop. You'll always be that person's parent, but you're always going to want the, the best for your child as well. So right. if that happens, and we all want it to, then you are going to have that person in your life, and hopefully they know who the birth father is, and that person also is able to turn their life around. And of course, then you would want your now child to have a good relationship with both of those individuals. We we have a, a basic, um, I guess, curiosity as to where we come from, you know, what or, or maybe an illness would occur and you'd want to know, you know, what what kinds of things happened in your life that maybe caused it or or you know, let's say you don't know who they are and and the birth mother finally says, yes, I do know who they are and your child has an illness, then they could get in touch with that person and say, perhaps they couldn't use a bone marrow transplant or something right. where medically it's important. So, so it's always good if you can do it to keep both sides it's connected always good. and involved. Right. Um, it doesn't mean, and it's, I mean, obviously you're the best decision maker when it comes to your grandchild or at this point child, you're going to make the choice as to whether or not the person is healthy to be around that child. Right. 
but in, in most cases, you will want both parents involved, right? You think I it's do, better? yes. Yes, because it's, it's better for the child. And uh, uh, so how would you, how do you find a qualified adoption attorney? I mean, you don't want a, a personal injury attorney if you're, no. right? Or a real estate attorney if you're right. heading towards an adoption. I'm not exactly sure. We cannot give out names for, for attorneys. Okay. We cannot make recommendations. If someone asked me on a personal level, I absolutely would tell them who I would hire. Um, but as far as if you came into the adoption department, we don't specifically give out those names. I would hire an adoption attorney. So, I mean, Google is your friend. I'm pretty sure if you Google adoption attorneys, there's going to be some good ones that come show up. Um, so family law, I would say go to someone that's familiar with family law and ask that specific question. Do you do adoptions? Because adoptions are a little bit different as far as um, other types of family law. Absolutely. And if, if you just tuned in, our guest today is Annette Leike. She is a youth and family caseworker at Oakland County, uh, in Oakland County, Michigan, Oakland County Courthouse and what have you. And and uh, she is helping us today navigate the waters of adoption. And uh, do, do you have any a ballpark as far as what attorney services may cost or, or uh, for I, adoption? I will say somewhere between 3000 and up. It depends okay. on what's going on. If both parents are consenting and that's going to be pretty straightforward and the cost is going to be low. If you can't find the parents or the parents um, are fighting it, let's say they're actually going to fight you for it. They right. think they are perfectly healthy and able. That's going to be a little more expensive because there's actually going to be a trial and those attorneys are going to have to prepare for the trial. That's a, a much broader uh, process, right? Than, than, Correct. Than just filling out the paperwork and process. Now, uh, are there additional court costs or, or maybe additional expenses as well to this process? Well, the costs as far as Oakland County is pretty mm -hmm. straightforward. We charge $185 for the petition, $250 for the home study. And then you would purchase new birth certificates because you're going to be the parents listed okay. on the birth certificate from whatever state that your child was born. So okay. in Michigan, it's $50. Okay. That's, I know, I, that, of course, that's part of the process. You got a new birth certificate. But, right. So on that, how long is it on a, as a ballpark does it, the adoption process take? Well, our, we usually tell people six months so that they don't, um, it, it can be longer than six months. Again, with a trial situation, are mm -hmm. people cooperating? Are they easy to find, hard to find? Um, but basically, we tell people six months usually is, it does not take longer than that. Okay, that's, that's, that's good to know. And so what are the potential landmines? for this yeah. process? Well, landmines are missing parents. They are uh, an important part of this process. So if you do not know where they are and you have hired an attorney, then it's gonna be up to your attorney to locate them. Of course, your caseworker is also gonna help. So right. to me, that's <clears throat> a landmine. Um, 
more than one birth father named at a at a mother's declaration and maybe okay. then that person one of those people saying they actually want custody now you're going to have to go to trial again i mean there's a number of things that can happen that will extend the process and maybe you weren't expecting if, right. when a birth father shows up at a hearing and wants custody that's usually something go that's not expected wow yeah that that would be a landmine wouldn't it just yes. so everyone's in the courtroom and this uh, new individual comes in and says wait a minute i i want to stake a, a, a claim and here we always follow the law so we give and you know the mother uh, i'm the mother of three boys i always um treat birth fathers very um politely and respectfully and uh parents in general actually birth parents in general they're they're going through a hard time it's right. not easy uh losing rights to your children now what about the judge does the right judge in, in the adoption case make a difference or not are there some well, I love all our judges. They, Great answer, by you, <laughs> you do not get to pick your judge. Your okay. judge is going to be blind a blind draw. You'll get the judge that you have, and and um, they're all very they're excellent. They follow the law, and um, so no, that one is a done. That one is out of your control. You have who okay. you have. But in, in uh, our county, since we're both located in Oakland County, we've got some pretty good judges. Yes, right? we really do. I really love our judges. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, in the process that we've been involved in, we had a really good experience. So it's uh, so what, what has been your best case experience with an adoption? The best one. Unbelievably smooth. You couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I guess the best case scenario, and because adoptions are confidential, I couldn't give you something specific, but the best case scenario is that both birth parents show up to their consent hearings as they promise. Everyone provides all the legal documents that you send right away. They return them to you signed right away. And it's a clear, smooth process that goes quickly. The worst case scenario is the opposite of that. People don't return documents. They, the birth parents are impossible to locate. And so you have to publish it. Then it's going to take a lot longer or the opposite. Also, not only that you've got have to publish, but that they actually attend the hearing and contest it. Then it's going to take longer. You're going to be in a trial situation in front of the judge and it, it's very hard emotionally and harder financially. Absolutely, I, that makes total sense. So before we leave today, and, and uh, just so our audience knows, we're gonna have a net on again next week, we're gonna talk about the difference between a guardianship and an adoption. I think you're gonna love that. But Annette, what are the top three things about the adoption process that you want our audience to know? Well, I think what I would like people to know is that we understand that it's a difficult process. What you are doing is very difficult. We are very thankful that you're doing what you're doing. You're taking care of a child. Um, that is not an easy thing to do, to raise a child from a young age to graduation or often longer, college seeing them off as successful adults. Um, know that you're not alone. 
and that there are experts out there that they're just usually a, a click, a phone call or a way, and that can help you answer questions, guide you so that it's making a difficult process a little bit easier. And if, if someone was in Oakland County, what is the best way for them to get information on the adoption support services that you folks offer? I would contact uh, probably circuit court in any area to see what to explain. I um, either I want to become a guardian or I want to adopt my grandchild and what's the process. And if they can't answer you, they'll probably know which court can. And that would work across the country, right? I think so, yes. And I know in Oakland County, you your website is oakgov.com, right? And they could click on adoption services to get more information. They're either going to adopt a pet, you said, or they're going to adopt a, <laughs> a, a, right. a child. But uh, if, if you go to oakgov.com in the search section, type in adoption services, and then that will take you to our adoption website. And that in itself answers most questions people have. And then it also provides us provides you with the contact information. So when you contact us, we can help you with any other questions you might have. So if, if they go to the website and, and find the adoption services tab, for example, if they put a question in, that would get to probably just yourself or one of your colleagues, right? Well, if you, uh, there, if you go to adoption at oakgov.com and type a question, you'll get a reply. Okay. Adoption at oakgov.com. Correct. Very good. Well, Annette Likey, thank you so much for being our guest today on It's a Grand Life. We've talked about the adoption process. Next week, we're going to just have a discussion on adoptions versus guardianship. And I, I know that this was when you and I talked to a little over a year and a half ago, it was so helpful to us, just to really uh, uh, gave us a lot of peace of mind as far as which which process are we going to pursue at uh, this time. And thank you so much. Thank you, Craig. It was a pleasure. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time on It's a Grand Life. Thank you for joining us for another It's a Grand Life. Remember to never waste your pain. God can use your situation to bless others even halfway around the world. Be sure and subscribe to It's a Grand Life on our Facebook page, as well as YouTube and any of the various podcast channels that feature the Grand Life podcast. When it comes to raising a grand family, remember the words of the Apostle Paul who said in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. In leading your grand family, it's going to take faith, hope, and a whole lot of love. Please reach out to me. I can be a blessing to you and pray for you or help you connect to free resources that can make your journey a little easier.